Hello everyone and welcome to another podcast episode. My name is Freedom Warrior and I am the editor-in-chief of podcasting. So this is it. <laughs> this is going to be our last podcast episode for the semester and I am proud to say that we did it. We made it through one semester uh, after being in quarantine for more than a year. We're, we made it through one semester back in person. So I'm very happy. <laughs> like that's a big accomplishment. <laughs> so in this episode, I will share uh, my advisor, Mr. Isaac Medina's point of view of how he thought the school year went and how he thought his year went in general, his 2021. And then after he's done, I will share my point of view about how the year went. So without further ado, this is how Mr. Isaac Medina's year went. Please state your first and last name and what you do for a living. Isaac Medina, and I am a full-time advanced journalism teacher. Nice. So, what were your expectations at the start of 2021? I think my expectations were to hit the ground running. I didn't want to take too much time dwelling on the past of online learning and everything. So, definitely hitting the ground running and trying to make things as normal as possible well i mean like isn't it just a continuum of 2020 no not really because i really thought that people were going to be or like students um were going to be really behind but i guess due to just the lack of engagement that online learning gave us you you guys the students and i guess the teachers too to some extent um actually really wanted to come back and so there was like this resurgence of energy at the start of this school year um people were happy to be here kids were happy to learn they're happy to be back in a class they're happy to be back in their chair um they're happy to they're happy to get back to routine i guess and so if there was anything that was continuing or like the aftershocks of Last year, I guess it would just be like, um, it would be this whole COVID thing and pandemics of just still being in the news and it being a, a topic of discussion now. So you personally, did you like really want to come back to campus? Did yeah. you want everybody to come back? Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah. Do you think it's easier to get work done or it's harder? Uh, I think every teacher is going to be different. Um. For, for my stuff, yeah, I have to come back. People have to be back for the stuff that I do. Mm-hmm. It, it makes zero sense to try and hold a, a journalism class online and expect people to do the work when they don't do the work regardless. So, I mean, it's just easier to be in person and to have the hands-on, tactile kind of teaching, whereas doing stuff... Like, for example, last year I was doing actual photojournalism, and so I was taking pictures. And so uh, part of it is being able to teach them how to use uh, the settings of a camera. Can't really do that. We, For one, we weren't allowed back on campus until much later into the semester or in the year. And then second of all, really couldn't do anything about the whole sharing aspect because we weren't allowed to share things. And then three, uh, I was left with students using their phones and that's really not teaching whatsoever. True. 
So what do you wish that you did differently? As in from last year or now? As in uh, the past couple of months from the beginning of 2021. I think the one thing that falls under, one thing that I struggle with the most that I guess would fall under what I could do differently, and I feel like I'm doing that now more than ever, after being, after this being, this is going to be my third year, this is my third year here now. Uh, if there's anything that I'm going to do differently, it's definitely the idea of um, being more strict on grades. Much, much more strict. Especially now that I've been moving a lot more quickly with, uh, well, after being accredited through EPCC and everything, I've always taught my classes very collegiately um, with mixed results. But now that EPCC has my name and like they know that I'm willing to do all that work and everything, it's even it it's justifiable now at this point. Yeah. So, you could label me a stricter teacher, I guess. I don't know, because I don't feel like I'm strict. I just feel like the policies are, they need to be met more. And I feel like I've kind of bent over backwards enough and been walked over enough where it's necessary. I mean, you are a, you are a cool teacher. You're like the coolest teacher that I have. <laughs> I, I pay attention to what you say. Lies. Oh my God. <laughs> it's not lies. So uh, what's your highlight of 2021? My highlight? Hmm. It's hard. It's hard for. I I do think that there's a rift between teachers because I think core teachers and maybe other elective teachers are able to see the highlight. Uh, you know, between semesters, I guess. For me, it's a little bit different just because I don't see any highlights until the end of the year because I'm just so consumed with how to cover the year. So, whether or not highlights pass me or not, that's debatable. Uh. I guess some of like I guess like some of the main highlights that I can think of right now up to this point before we go on break would just be um finally being able to go back to like football games. That was a pretty cool highlight for me, like being able to go back onto the field and whatnot. Um just to see a lot of people in the stands again and to see people actually enjoying their time. That's always a highlight and like also being called upon by by other teachers to utilize my services like with photography and whatnot to help the school that's i guess my biggest highlight is being able to help the school creatively something that i wasn't able to do while we were remote well i mean like you also did get married that too that, that was <laughs> okay so if we're talking okay so if we're talking business and we're talking you know educational and career-wise that was that if we're talking about big picture highlights in my life, mm -hmm. then yeah, getting married two months ago this Friday. Oh, wow. It'll That's be two so months. Cool. That's so, so yes, cool. that was a major highlight. Okay, so you also got like certified in mental health, right? Yes. Yes. Well, I got my master's, what, two years ago now? I graduated in the summer of 20. I graduated in the middle of the pandemic, I believe. Yeah, because they canceled... They canceled my graduation, like the or like the original date for graduation to walk, and then I walked this past summer. I walked in. When did I walk? I know I walked recently, so yeah, I got my master's, and now I'm on I'm on a journey to figure out what to do with it now. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> As usually, typically, what any teacher says, it's like, once once 
some teachers found out that I had a master's degree and everything, they are already like saying like, oh, well, where are you going to go now? So I think that's kind of normal. And I always say that you're not going anywhere. <laughs> you're staying here. Somewhere, somehow, <laughs> you guys figured that there was like a clause in my contract or something that I have to stay or something. So I'm still trying to figure that out. You're but, staying but, until but, I graduate. But nobody has been able to, to show me proof. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, so then when we were over like in that quarantine stage of, mm-hmm. of our lives, how did you see like everybody's mental health? I want your opinion on everybody's mental health because you saw everything, you're a teacher. What about your students? Interestingly enough, I never saw anything detrimental to some people. I do know that some people fell off the face of the earth at times. And I do, and the only reason I would know these things is because for whatever reason, I guess I'm, I give off this openness where people can just talk to me about everything except the work that they don't do for me in my classes. Um, and so, yeah, at, at first glance, I didn't really notice too much um, mental, I didn't notice many mental health issues with my students at least. Um but it wasn't until I started getting like the text messages from other people, from other students who were experiencing mental health problems at home. And then that's when it kind of like, that was when the veil was pulled back. You know, getting, um, noticing that students would drop off from like the feed for bits and pieces at times, um, getting text messages from students talking about their own home life. Uh, about them talking to their other friends saying that they have family members or like their mom or dad are like considering committing suicide um, and then also talking to like other teachers who may have stronger connections you're talking about a third year teacher compared to like maybe like a 10-15 year teacher who has more insight into students lives sometimes but I think the overwhelming thing when it came to mental health in last year was the the biggest reveal was the fact of we finally got to see what your guys's home life looked like because you had nowhere else to go you guys are not in college you guys could not just go to the library and plug in somewhere there or like you guys can you know you guys couldn't go downtown to an incubator and rent out an office space for the day you guys were home and so we got to hear that we got to hear the yelling we got to hear the screaming we got to hear or we got to see you guys um we got uh got to see you guys you know be mentally exhausted stuff like that so that was the biggest thing for all of us for all educators including myself is that we finally got to see what it was that goes on in your home yeah and then now like this just popped into my head uh some people they actually do reach out to adults even before the pandemic happened saying that this is happening in my home life and then they don't believe them mm-hmm imagine like being called a liar but then actually seeing it well i mean i think it's i think it's also pretty sad that it took this to realize that you guys not necessarily that you guys weren't lying but that you guys were not fabricating things Mm -hmm. because teachers and i mean i i really don't care what would happen to me with the things that i say um i think that's the journalist in me um but i mean it's it's true we can only believe you guys for so much but then when something like this happens you know consequently a global pandemic um it's kind of like all this time it took what over a hundred years for this to happen and it's like we put 
the biggest foot in our mouth. Because yeah. when, you know, little Johnny comes into class and he's crying or, look, you know, Susie Q comes in and she's having this attitude, we automatically think, well, they're just problem children, you know, or they're problem. They're just, they're just a problem in the classroom. No, there's it, it's systemic. This comes from somewhere and it's coming from home life. But we never saw that until now. And now that we're seeing it, it's just like, oh, crap there definitely needs to be more of a um like a um the buzzword left me right now that we always, that teachers always use or that we've been learning how to put into our teaching repertoire but it's um there's a, a social uh, socio emotional connection now i think that was the word that we have to really like adhere to Man. Which is harder, which is harder for teachers because on top of grading in school and work and all this other stuff, now we have to figure out, well, crap, how do we put in the mental aspect now? Yeah, that, 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 it was like, that was like the hardest part. I came to you for everything and anything, you know, so yeah, like yeah. now that we're back on campus and you actually see people, mm -hmm. it's not empty hallways, you see people. Mm -hmm. How does it, do you see everybody's faces, you see their emotions, but isn't it harder to tell what they're going through yes right mm -hmm. for the most part unless one of the things that i always tell you guys or anybody i mean it could be you guys that i've known for the past three years two years or somebody that walks in that's a friend of yours and i met them in the first five minutes mm -hmm. i always tell them you know you're never going to get help if you don't open your mouth yeah. so it, it strikes me as very odd that sometimes like you know problems will persist and it's like you know you, t you need to ask help i just don't understand why some people don't and it's just a mental thing. Yeah. You guys is. you guys have learned to have these preconceived notions of teachers that we don't care, that we're just mean and we're just rude or whatever, or we just, we just want to cause problems. Same thing with admin too. You know, oh, well, I don't go there because I don't want to cause problems or they already have enough on their plate. I guess for, from my vantage point, we signed up to be teachers. And with the idea of us signing up, we committed our lives to learning how to educate and all this other stuff. So it's required of us to understand that we wear different hats. I don't wear journalism hat. I don't wear, I don't wear just a journalism hat. I don't wear just being being certified in speech. I don't wear just a speech hat. I wear also uh, a makeshift counselor hat. I wear a makeshift mom hat, a makeshift dad hat, a makeshift uncle hat, all this other stuff for you guys. So it's uh, it's tedious. But thank you. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Um, so like, I, I just had it. I just had the thing. Oh, yeah, I've been thinking about this for a while. Medina, you need to like write a book. <laughs> like for us, because you see everybody. <laughs> you see everybody. And I think all the teachers... Because like, they stand outside, right, and they see everything. Mm -hmm. They see the emotions on people's faces. They see their student one second happy, and then the next second sad. Mm -hmm. So you should, like, make observations and then create a book. Maybe. I don't know if the world's ready for a book yet. <laughs> we'll see. Or just, like, a little thing online. I would share that. Perhaps. Yes, all day. Okay, well, it logged me out. Anyways, so I guess my last question is... Mm -hmm. What is something that you kept on repeating to yourself over the pandemic, over quarantine? Man. Again, I think this is going to be a situation by situation, teacher by teacher kind of thing. And so 
I guess, man, I really don't know. I guess I was just so focused on just trying to get through it that I don't really remember if I had a mantra that got me through all of this. Part of me was just like, maybe this is the end. Maybe this is the end of traditional schooling and I have to be prepared to assimilate. Um, it's like, you know, that's it. Maybe the yearbook is dead. It took this to kill the yearbook. Honestly, I mean, I think the yearbook it will be out in the next 10 years. I think it's lasted this long. Um, but that was the true test for something like that. But then on the other hand, I kept on telling myself, it can only get better from here. If this is rock bottom for the world, pandemic-wise, like health-wise, if this is rock bottom now for for this generation, it, you can only go up from here. Now, granted, there's going to be hills and valleys, but at any one you know moment where you plateau and you hit that bottom, you can only go up. And so that's kind of my thing. It's like we can only go up from this point. And I also think that this time was to really find out who the real true people are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, you can go back to the last yearbook that I made. <laughs> I made that book during the pandemic and everything. And, and I did a bulk of the interviewing and I interviewed, a ton, I interviewed a ton of teachers. And one of the questions was, you know, could you find the silver lining in all of this? And I think the silver lining... I think the silver lining was this forced a lot of change, including teachers who kind of have fallen into the category of you can't teach an old dog new tricks. And it's forcing even those people to kind of budge a little bit on that mindset. For the young ones, I think it was a little bit different we're just like, okay, cool, we can assimilate to this. We've assimilated to a lot of things in the last 15 years of our lives. Um, but now I think for us, we're getting ready to start thinking probably above and beyond education, I guess. I, I definitely do see like a mass exodus for some teachers in the next five years, probably. Because like this whole thing has been crazy. <laughs> but um, so my last question is, is there anything else you'd like to add? I'll add that, that big, Just... that big sigh, <laughs> a big sigh. Um, no, I mean, I just want to see what will happen in like maybe the next five years, you know? Yeah. We'll see where everyone's at in five years. I still think we're going to be in this mess. I just think that this is going to be a new normal and people just need to get over it. <laughs> Honest. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> okay, thank you, Medina. You're welcome. Sorry, I'm like a little nervous. I don't even know why. Now moving on to how I think the year went. So I'm going to start off with January. We're going to go from January all the way to December. So I thought January wasn't too bad. But like besides the attack on the Capitol, I was like, um... What is going on? Why are we starting off the year like this? So I was like, oh my goodness, um, I don't know what to do. Even though we live nowhere near the capital, it's still like, why are people doing this? But other than that, like if that never happened, then I thought January wasn't too bad. Like 
it was just a continuum of what we were already going through before. So I guess it was just hard having to get back into the swing of things in regards to school. Cause like after being offline for two weeks, it was, it was just kind of hard to, to actually have to sit in front of a screen again for hours, you know? So, I mean, it was relaxing that those two weeks, that little vacation, but to be honest with you, I wasn't really on my phone during that time because I've been looking at a screen for a long time. So it just kind of messed with my eyes. And even when I wasn't looking at the screen, my eyes still hurt. So yeah, I think that was just like the only hard part of January, but it's okay. I got through it and I started getting back um, to whatever I was doing. But February was probably my favorite month uh, while we were still online. Um, The reason is because I think, I think it's this year. I, I don't even know. I think it was because it was like snowing on maybe February 11th, close to Valentine's Day. And I haven't seen that much snow ever in my life. And that snow lasted, I think about two weeks where I lived, like a week or two. That was just, it was a lot of snow. And in my backyard, there's like a, a pond. It's a city, okay? It's not my <laughs> I wish, but like there there's a a pond and it has very steep sides. So I was trying to go up there, but I kind of slipped and hit my face. But that's okay. That's okay because that um that's always gonna be a memory that I'm always going to remember. So whatever. Even if I busted my face, I don't care. That was it was amazing. But however, um March, I'm gonna tell you. March was not good for me. That is when this whole year started to go downhill for me. So I'm going to share something that is a little personal, but it's okay. This is technically like my, how do I say, like my diary. <laughs> you know, y'all are just um, my my audience listening to my diary. Um, so in February, no, sorry, excuse me, in March, in March, I decided, you know what, let me download this game. Um, I don't know if I should say the name of the game, but anyways, it was just like a a game where you meet people online. I don't even remember the name of it, (laughs) to be honest, but, um, yeah, you meet people online and you just have fun. And then what else can I do? You know, you're just in your room. You do me. I did all my work and I kept up with everything and I didn't really have much to do. So I just kind of stayed there. I put away the dishes. That's it. (laughs) I just stayed there and was on TikTok. Completely honest. I did not do much. So I was like, you know what? Let me just play this game for a little bit. Why not? Well, I ended up meeting some person. I was like, okay, they're cool. Uh, Got their Instagram or whatever. And we started talking. They ended up liking me. And I ended up liking them. Boom. We dated, okay? I'm going to tell you, this is a learning experience and I'm never going to do this again, okay? Never, ever. I'm exposing myself right now, but never, ever am I ever going to do this again. Um, so those of you who do this stuff, meet people online, be careful. Okay, I know you've heard that before. Just please be careful. So anyways, we dated for about a month and it wasn't that bad. 
you know, we FaceTime, so I know that he wasn't like being weird. Like, I know that he wasn't being uh, fake about who he was and all that stuff. So yeah, we FaceTime, and then, ugh. <sighs> he broke up with me after a month. But that one was like, oh, all right. It's not like you live here anyways. This was, so I was like, okay, whatever. But then we were still like friends after that. But it was just hard because he was going through a family loss. Like he lost a family member and I was just there like, um, what do I do? And he said that he wanted me to stay there because he wanted to talk to me. Talking, him talking to me made him feel better. So I was like, all right. I guess, sure, I'll be there for you. Um, but that was that was kind of a bad thing because I ended up going into a deep depression because it's like I've done everything that I could for this person and they just kind of took everything. They just took everything and threw it away. And then after a while, they would say, oh, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, oh, it's, it's okay, um, I guess. They were manipulating me. They, even if they live thousands of miles away, they were manipulating me. Was it thousands? I don't even know. They live far away. But yeah, they were manipulating me. And I never want that to happen again. So that that was from March. That whole part of my life lasted from March all the way to August. August like 20th. And I was like, mm. yeah, you know what? I'll get more into that later. Uh, so yeah. But moving into April, April, my birthday's in April. And my mom, she organized a, a birthday party parade, like a, a birthday parade. There it is. And my neighbors, my neighbors, they have a band. So my mom was able to get them to, to play a couple of songs. And at the time, I was like very into rock and roll. And I still am. But like, not as, not as much, but I'm still into it. But at the time, I was, like, super into it, super duper into it. And that that day was probably, like, one of the days that I actually felt really alive again. But I was like, you know what? I do have hope. Even though it wasn't, like, a big sweet 16 that I've been talking about or writing about in the thousands of diaries that I have somewhere laying in my room. But it's okay. It's okay. Because it was still nice to be able to see my family even if it was just for my cars, it was still nice. But the one thing I did like April was that um, we also had to take the STAR test for English 2. And I was like, um, why? <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay. It wasn't that bad. So we went back for just one day, took the test, and we left. So I was like, okay. It wasn't really that bad. The food was good. I still remember what we had. We had a hot dog. That hot dog was good. <laughs> anyways april that happened in april so now moving on to may um may was kind of like a do all your work fast and get it done so you can be done with school early and that's what i did i ended school i think school ended like may 22nd i am not sure i honestly don't remember but um i think i was able to leave school maybe two days early but that's that's all right with me because uh yeah i did all my work i kept up with everything and i feel like that's what everybody should have done or yeah but 
I kind of felt relieved because I was like, you know what? This is great. I'm done. I could finally say that I did school online because I, I actually have thought about it. Like maybe I do want to do school online even before the pandemic happened. But after experiencing that, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So uh, May was also when I applied for my first job at the YWCA on Bartlett. So I was by the Super Walmart, I guess you could say, and the Chick-fil-A. So like by Mesa, I think. I don't know. I don't know what road names. So yeah, I applied there and I got the job and I was like, all right. So I went to training. Um, oh yeah. Excuse me. I got hired as an aquatics trainer. So being an aquatics trainer, I taught kids how to swim. So I had taught kids uh, from ages two all the way up to, I believe the oldest that I had was 15. But like that, that was a private lesson, the 15 year old, but like group swim from two to um, 10. And it was actually really fun. It was really fun. So that job lasted all the way up until June. No, 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 no. Just kidding, just kidding. That job lasted all the way up to August. But yeah, I made pretty good money there. And I love that job because I met like my best friend there. Uh, I always call her my work best friend, but she's still my best friend in everyday life. Uh, yeah, she's just so cool. Um, so that was May going into June. I got to see my cousin again. My cousin, he lives in Houston. Well, right now he's in New Jersey for college, but he lived in Houston. And he came over for his graduation party. And I was like, oh my gosh, I get to see you one last time before you leave. And it was just nice. It was nice to see him again. And I get to see him pretty soon because he's coming over for Christmas. So I have a lot to tell him and all that stuff. But yeah, and I just want to say this right now. If you guys are waiting for something, like waiting for something to happen, just keep waiting, okay? Because it, it will pay off. If you really want it, then you're going to have to wait. Patience is, is key in life. Okay, sorry, that was just my little my little lesson, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, that was June. It was hot. Oh my gosh. June was hot. It was so hot outside. I could not. I could never. <sighs> but good thing, like I swam all summer. Having that job made me like realize that I do have, um, I'm sorry, my family's in the back that I do have like not as much anxiety as I actually thought I had because I was like oh my gosh how am I gonna have a job if I don't even know how to talk to people <laughs> no but look I it's okay I did it and I overcame that fear um so that was I'm, I'm gonna make that two months so that was June July because nothing really happened in July all I did was work and then I went to I went back to school in August August 2nd and I was like, oh my goodness, how am I going <laughs> to, back to the social anxiety type of thing, how am I going to do this? And I, I met friends over quarantine. I met friends over quarantine through uh, class representatives. Even though like we kind of grew apart a little bit, it's still nice being able to say hi to them every once in a while. But um, yeah, I I just started 
talking to them more. And then I quit my job in August because my mom wanted me to focus on school. So I was like, all right, I'll focus on school. I'll try my best. My goal this year is to get straight A's, and I have not uh, given up on that. So I still have straight A's. Um, August, back to that guy. August is when I cut it off. I cut it off. I was like, you know what? You're kind of toxic. I'm not. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this with you. So that was it. And yeah. And then September. September comes along, and I actually thought September was pretty nice. It started off bad. It started off really bad, in my opinion. I won't go into that, but it started off really bad. And I'm just gonna tell you, it's crazy how fast things can change in a short amount of time. Is crazy but yeah anyways september i loved homecoming week homecoming week was amazing and let me tell you why <laughs> um i had like a little crush on this guy in second period oh my gosh i know um I, i'll make this quick and over homecoming i was able to talk to him more and we were able to connect more at the bonfire and i was like oh my gosh this guy's actually pretty cool. And he asked me out to homecoming. I said yes. And he asked me out at homecoming to be his girlfriend. So I was like, all right. So we have been together ever since. And I am very happy. So ever since then, everything has been looking up. Like for Rose. So it's been good. It's been really good. So that was September, October. Oh my gosh. Let me just talk to you about this. Halloween. Halloween went by too fast. Halloween didn't even feel like Halloween. <laughs> like, I'm sure, like, a lot of people can agree with me. I'm like, okay, I'm ready for Michael Myers. I'm ready for Chucky. I love Chucky. And I'm ready for Friday the 13th. Ew, excuse me, Friday the 13th. But one movie that I was, like, really into was uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I haven't watched that movie in years. But this year, I was like, you know what? We're going to watch it. <laughs> We're going to bring back those memories. But, um, yeah that Halloween went by way too fast and for what <laughs> for what and it was cold and to be honest with you I didn't see many trick-or-treaters so I don't know if it's just me or if I'm just like getting older but I really do think that everything is like all the holidays don't feel like the holidays like right now I'll be honest with you I kind of don't feel like it's almost Christmas and Christmas is literally I think next week so I was like what the heck um why I, I felt like that for years i don't know why i think it started when i was maybe 12 12 years old so yeah um one thing that i really did like about october was that we had a two-week break but during that time period i kind of just really uh practiced softball and i didn't really do that much just relaxed you know but november November. I love pumpkin pie, so I love, <laughs> so I love Thanksgiving. Um, nothing much happened in November, to be honest. Uh, everything just went smoothly, I guess you can say. But th the one thing that I didn't like about November was that I had to miss my cousin's, I think, eleventh birthday party. Because I was in San Antonio for a softball camp at Our Lady of the Lake University. But uh, the camp was great, you know, and everything was good in the end. Like everything over there at that camp was just amazing. I loved it. But um, 
yeah, everything was good in the end. And now we're here in December. And I'll be honest with you, this is probably one of the busiest months that I have. I've I've had this whole semester. Um, and this is because I had like projects to do and then I had semester finals. And I was like, you know what? I have to keep my grades up because if I don't, then I'm, I'm going to like break my, my goal. I'm not going to achieve my goal, but I'm doing good. I'm proud to say I'm doing good, surviving. <laughs> but overall, this year has just been a learning experience. It really has. And I'll be honest with you, this podcasting, I thought it was pretty easier uh, during quarantine because everybody was at home. Nobody really had much to do. Um, I did get Khalid's mom again on the podcast for for November. And I, I don't know. It's just things... It's just hard to adapt to things that you learned over an ex- like over a period of time. Like, how do I explain this? During quarantine, I learned how to do podcasting, and now that we're back at school, everybody's busy. I'm busy. I have work to do for other classes. I have, I have to go to, I have to go to practice. I have to go to my other practice. I have to do a lot. So. But it's okay. We're, I'm adapting. We're all adapting, and that's okay. This is still like the new normal, because not everything is back to normal. And I am very happy with the staff that I have. These, these students are just amazing. I really took them under my wing, and I was like, okay, this is what we gotta do. But I was still their friend. You know what I'm saying? Like. At first, I'll be honest, I was like one of those, okay, this is what we're going to do, this and that. I just hit the ground running. And I was like, okay, well, ease up a little bit. They don't know really much about podcasting. And over time, I got closer to them. And now I'm glad to say that it's like a second family. And I am just so happy. Right now, I am so happy where I'm at in life. So let's just hope that next year or next semester, yeah, next year too, goes better because <laughs> there has been some times in this year where I'm like, why Why is this testing me so much? Like, it doesn't have to test me that bad. <laughs> but hopefully uh, 2022 is our lucky year and that everything will go all right. But I'm not going to, say that I have high hopes for 2022 because I don't but I'm just gonna say I I sort of do I have some type of hope for 2022 but yeah (laughs) that's it I hope you all enjoyed my spot for this month's episode maybe y'all were able to relate to some of the stuff that I've been through probably not but (laughs) if you guys did then oh my gosh we did it (laughs) we made it through all of this We all made it through this whole year. And I am proud of every single one of you. Those of you who are listening right now, I am so proud of you. Because you guys have made it. So keep pushing. Keep pushing. Because life is going to be hard. And I know you guys have heard that. You guys have heard that. Your whole life. Life is hard. You know, I think I want to leave you guys with a, a quote. 
Ugh, I'm sorry. I don't know if I should do this. But you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. So it's this quote that I saw on TikTok. What? What a surprise, right? And I believe it went like, if you are not failing, you're not even trying. Okay? If you're not failing, you're not even trying. So let that sink in a little bit. Because when I heard that, I was like, hmm. You're right. Whoever said that, you're right. If you're not failing, you're not even trying. So, yeah, I'm going to leave you all with that. I hope you all enjoyed my spot for this month's episode. And have a wonderful and safe Christmas break. This is Freedom, and I'll talk next semester. Bye. Hello, good afternoon, or good morning. Today, I'm going to be talking to you about Christmas traditions. There's many traditions around the world of Christmas traditions. So I have a visitor today that I'm going to be talking to you about. What are your favorite Christmas traditions? The best traditions I believe that I have had throughout my life is spending the days, uh, the special holidays with my family and relaxing, eating big meals, wrapping presents, watching my children open their presents. When you were growing up, did you do something different that you are doing now? Yes. When I was growing up, we always went on Christmas Eve to my grandmother's house. And we would go early enough, probably around 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And we would spend time with our family. We would eat um, kind of, I guess, an early dinner. And then as children, we would wait until it got dark. Once it was dark, then we would get uh, all together into the living room and pass out our presents and be able to open presents and spend time with each other there. Um, It would seem like it would take forever as a child for the sun to go down we would sit and wait and wait and ask is it dark yet is it dark yet what are your with all the christmas movies that are around the world what is your favorite christmas movie to watch oh my goodness i would i have a few but my very 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 fame uh, favorite Probably Christmas Vacation. Um, I also really like It's a Wonderful Life. I enjoy watching that one and remind us what's really important in life. Um, I have a really good time watching Elf, of course. You love Will Ferrell. And The Christmas Story. I remember watching that with my children uh, in the only day that it would actually come on, uh, I guess it was cable, direct TV, was on Christmas 
morning. And so once we finished up opening our presents and hanging out with each other, we would watch Christmas Story. Do you do something different that is not common around Christmas? Oh, you know what? I don't know. I don't believe so. I think everything is pretty common. It's mostly about hanging out with family. Unfortunately, the last few years, we have lost a lot of family members. And so our tradition has kind of changed a little bit because of that. Um, This year is going to be very different. I'm not sure... Uh, exactly what we're going to be doing, but um, because of uh, the loss of our family members and some family members not being able to come in town during Christmas, uh, we may do something different. Uh, But as of the past, I think it's all pretty traditional, just mostly hanging out with our family, uh, eating big meals, um, opening presents, those kinds of things. Thank you for your time. Thank you. My name is Brita Moyer. I'm a junior and I'm the editor-in-chief of podcasting. Hi guys, this is Destiny. And I'm going to interview Freedom and ask her a question, obviously. So, <laughs> um, how did COVID affect you? Or, like, how do I explain? Yeah, like, how did COVID affect you last year during, like, online school? Like, um, To be honest with you, at first, I was kind of like, uh, what is this? <laughs> I don't know how to, how I'm going to adapt to this type of thing. But then, over time, over, like, one month, I was like, okay, you know what? I can do this. And... I actually ended up liking it. A lot of people are like, what the heck? Why do you like it? Like, if, if we were to go back, I wouldn't be that mad. But, um, yeah, people are like, why do you like online school? I'm just like, well, because me being me, I just, I, I like being in my room all the time. It, it just, it was easy access to everything. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, I just, I'm not going to say I wish that we were still there because I, I don't because I met a lot of cool people mm-hmm. coming back to school but uh I think online school wasn't that bad so like it was pretty good for you yeah how was your mental health during all of it though <laughs> <laughs> if you want to talk about it <laughs> okay so my mental health so at first uh, it started off okay um because I don't know it was just it was just I felt comfortable because I was in my room mm-hmm. I was at home and this is like a side note. I cut my hair over the time because I was like, you know what? Why not? <laughs> so I was like, okay, I feel comfortable. Nobody's going to say anything about my hair. No, nothing. And then over time, I started getting depressed, like super depressed because my I didn't really have friends at the time until I got into class representatives. And that's where I met um, some, some of my friends. And... But like before that, it was just so, so bad. Like I, I would just stay in my room the whole time. And if my mom texted me to clean the house, I did. And then I went back to my room and then, then what? Cause I did all my work. I did all my work. I kept up with everything. Mm-hmm. So I was just bored most of the time. 
I was tired of looking at my phone. I was just tired of of the atmosphere in my house, I guess. So that's why I kind of like, I don't like being at home sometimes. Yeah, because of, of the whole online thing. And yeah. it kind of affects home. Yeah, so like it was good. But then at the same time, if you really stop and think about it, I was kind of a wreck. <laughs> <laughs> I really was. Mm, okay. Well, thank you for answering my questions, Frida. My name is Dr. Regino Ramos Jr. I'm the band director at Canutillo High School. And I'm Destiny Fuentes. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you a really quick question. And All then right. you tell me how you feel. So you know how last year the whole COVID thing happened and we had to do online school? How mm -hmm. did that affect the band and like the whole thing? Just How did you feel during it? Well, that was really rough. Okay, so well, I got to tell you, doing band virtually was probably the hardest thing I have ever done. Band is intended to be done in person and you have to see the students so you can tell what they're doing and how to correct them. And just, you know what, half the fun of band is being in person where you can talk to the people. So it was really hard. We lost a lot of students. We probably lost about 30 students from the band. Uh, we were at 96 before COVID, and then this year we dropped down to 63. So that's 33 less, that hurt a lot. The other thing I think that was really hard was for me as a teacher was that I had to learn a whole different way of talking and communicating. And I don't feel I was very effective. I don't feel I did a great job. Uh, doing it and so I was very uncomfortable maybe if we had to do it again in another <laughs> pandemic sometime in the future it'd be I'd be better at it but this last year was very tough for everybody mm -hmm. um, I hope that we don't go through it again I'm so glad this semester to be live and to have all the students here in person so that we can actually enjoy being together mm. because after all the big thing about being in band is being together, going to the football games together, going to the trips together, and hanging out together, eating together. And we didn't do any of that because we were all stuck at home trying to be safe. Okay. Well, thank you for you <laughs> interviewing me. Um, that's it. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Hey, guys. It's me, Destiny Fuentes. And... Today, what I'm going to talk about is how COVID, you know, the whole COVID thing, how it really affected schools, like students didn't go to school. Some some schools were barely letting any students go. And it was just a crazy time. And we all had to do online school, right? And that really affected all of us. So, like, um... Yeah, I'm just going to talk about how COVID affects schools, that means the students, how it, is, how it affected the students and the teachers. It's been almost two years, I'm pretty sure, since like COVID started, so it's been a while. Um, people were very, very affected by it. Um, like I was being, like, like I was saying, um, the schools, and it, it was just not a great time 
but I'm just gonna talk a little bit how I felt while the whole online school and then I'm gonna say some like things like I did this year some things you know I'm proud of and all that so like um if I'm being honest online school was not the best for me or for most people from what I heard um I know I know from personal experience that it affected a lot of people's like mental health and honestly it affected me a lot too um I just well for me it just wasn't like a good experience I would say like I wouldn't be like oh my god like I love online school yes there was some like things that I did enjoy which was just staying home and not having to like you know going up the stairs and like trying to find my classes and just being you know my whole thing <laughs> so I think I I think um yeah I think that's my experience like it wasn't the best but it also wasn't like super super bad my mental health would like be here and there you know like um how do I describe it like some days I'd really you know enjoy being online school because like I can have something to distract me but at the same time it's just like it's not that I wasn't like passing my classes or anything like that it's just like you know it was a little hard <laughs> on me and also just having a whole bunch of people you know in your house and like just not bothering you <laughs> to say but like more like them being there and like I don't know <laughs> like I don't know how to describe it but just it just wasn't great for me but I heard some people um um freedom the person that I interviewed uh um she said that it was okay for her you know it wasn't obviously it wasn't like the best but you know I, I keep repeating myself, but you know what I mean, like, it, it, it was just, it was an experience to say, um, some things I planned on doing on 2021, from what I remember, was just, like, being more positive, and, and I think I said I wanted to be more positive and just be more open-minded, you know? And I think I did do that a lot this year, even though, like, there were some things that were, whew, they were crazy. Um, you know, I, I still really, really try to accomplish my goals. But for next year, 2022, I'm hoping the same thing, be positive, um, make new friends that's for sure also um probably just be more um, how do i say work on my like timing schedule thing i don't know how to describe it but like be more um organized yeah be more organized because sometimes <laughs> i am all over the place and that is not okay so i think i need to work on that too um 
I did write some questions for myself here, which was, if I went back to online school, would I like it? Mm, personally, no, I wouldn't like it. I just, I prefer in person, because I can be more social. <laughs> I can work on my social skills. And another question I wrote, um, did I like online school? Like I said, it wasn't the best for me, but also, I had my days. You know, where I was like, oh, you know, it's pretty good. Like, I, I wouldn't want to do this every day, but, like, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, but hopefully I achieve my goals Um, next year. <laughs> also, I want everyone to have a safe um, Christmas break or... If you don't celebrate Christmas, just have a great winter break. <laughs> um, be safe during the holidays, cause you know how people get during the holidays. It's crazy. But yeah, just be safe out there. Be careful. Um, try to wear your mask if you do go out. But you know, uh, if you go out of town, be careful. You know, cause you're going out of town. Going out of town is a little scary. Not gonna lie. But, um, yeah, I hope everyone has a great winter break or great holidays. Spend time with your family. Enjoy them. If not, um, just have fun. <laughs> Bye.